You're in the big man. I heard you got the pod popping. Of course. You know I'm already cashing out the BMO. Triple digits in the bank account. Checking, of course. Spend money on fire johns, comfortable boxer briefs, like it's nothing. Man, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you had it like that, bro. It's okay. You're forgiven. Shout out to Jesus Christ. Now back to the pod. What's going on? If you're listening right now, we're in a basement in uh, an undisclosed neighborhood. It's freezing down here, but I feel like the cold temperatures perhaps solicit some uh, some candid conversations, you know? Yeah, this is the first episode of High Top Flip Flops. High Top Flip Flops, man. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. It's Legend. Shout out to all our viewers, all 1,000 of you. Uh, obviously, 1,000 plus. Um, obviously, I, like, found a thou- like a thousand times ten. Yeah, like, yeah. We don't we don't usually talk like say the times ten because like I don't know. We're just trying to keep things like you know concentrated around here. But like hundred hundred times thousand times ten. Exactly. All of Woodside Square Mall. Uh, shout out to Woodside Square Mall real quick. Uh, as well as uh, McCown and Finch, you know, uh, everybody from that, you know, they're all listening. Yeah. You know, they're all listening. Auntie, uh, Auntie Shenika. Shenika, um, who's other? Who's uh, other? Mahin. Uh, Mahin. Mahin. Whoa, that's that's a wild name. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Mahin. Uncle like, Mahin. Always came through with the roti, you know. The roti, and I think he had the fire uh, patties and. Uh, just delicious snacks for the Range Rover. He had the range too. The range? Yeah. He had the range. Yeah. Right. CPA man, certified CPA. So. Alright, yo, shout out to him though, real quick. Yeah. Also, shout out to all our sponsors, uh, Kirkland from uh, Costco. I see you. You know I'm decked out in all Kirkland every day, all the time. Kirkland to my boxers. Um, always in Kirkland. Also, shout out to Campbell Soup. Um, they're not actually sponsoring us now, but I know they will. Cause, <laughs> come on. Come on, don't don't blow yourself. After you listen to this pod, we're gonna get all the requests to sponsor. Alright, can be uh Babu catering, you know, it's chill. Just chill. Just wait till the end. Alright, then you can hit my phone, you can hit Chris's phone, and then we'll be like, alright, fine, we'll take we'll take some of you for the sponsor. I mean right? I mean we don't wanna say we'll take what we can get. We know it'll kinda be high demand. But at the end of the day, man, like, we, we show love to everyone, you know, like, you make socks, shout out sock makers, man, you got nail clippers, shout out nail clippers, yo, Nivek, I'm gonna speak on his behalf one time, speak this is my guy, it. man, this guy, he's running through, he's running through Eaton Center, he's making, he's making mad paper, trying mad to sell paper. these phone bills, shout out to them. but, my boy has ashy skin, okay, any y'all got lotion out here to make my boy a little bit more, a little more buttery on the regular basis? We'd appreciate that. Look, we accept all lotions. I need like 15 free lotions. I need them all in my backpack, in my pockets, keeping my Kirkland socks, of course. Uh, we need mad, mad lotions. Please. And, and this is a two-way street, of course. Of course, proper branding, proper, proper shoutouts, always be given. But Team Ashy 2K16. Is a real is a real problem, a real epidemic. Yeah, and the Beard Boys 2016 as well. My, you know my man, uh, Chris. You know he got the big beard, of course. Real rugged. Um, yo, let him know. Let him know uh, how you need all those beard products, real quick. I mean, I've gone, I've gone about 
since the age of nine i've gone beard product less but mom's put me on the sandalwood oil a few months ago it's it's lavish man lavish it's super lavish and Clean. uh i i'll take all the sandalwood oil i can get right now straight up but yo before we get too sidetracked tell them tell them what you're about to be tell them tell them you know how regularly you get asked yo, where you see yourself in the in the next five years that's like a standard question you get asked i'm gonna turn that on you and say what have you been saying for the past five years what have i been saying what do you mean saying tell what us tell us where you've been at tell us what you've been doing where your headspace has been at oh man for the past five years i've been on the sidelines i've been doing nothing i've been lazy lazy as hell and now you know i'm trying to give back to the people i'm trying to give back to all the all the brown kids listening you know listen to this all right I'm your leader. I'm going to break open the <laughs> gate for you. I'm going to be the one that's going to be like, you know what? Look out for that little boy over there. He can be something, you know? Little Raju. Raju, shut up. You're going to see me on BET very soon. <laughs> All right? Not even BET. Do you know about TET? No, I have no clue. Tamil Entertainment Television. Oh, shoot. 663 on Raju's. I swear to God, it's a real thing. This six, is a real... 663? Channel 663. If you're, li- if you're listening... And you're trying to check out some Tamil entertainment. This is like I think this is also like Canadian content too. Like there's like these two these two ca- Tamil comedians who uh, who like post these like YouTube videos yeah. that they just stream on the channel, which I don't know legally how that works. Like mm-hmm. how they can do that. Maybe they're getting paid, but like man, like they're trying to do it. They're Yo, trying we, to do it big. We should film the pod. High top flip flops. Moving the television, not even the first ep done, already the television by the second episode. That could be that could be done, man. That could be done. It basically would be like Joe Rogan experience, Fan Five Ninety. It's like people will watch us talk. Yeah, of course. That's, you know when you made it when you're not of even course. doing anything, you're just talking and they're watching. Of course, you, you already know. You know what time it is, okay? Uh, I gotta get to our first bit, which is we got a new bit coming called. Uh, soup it up. Soup it up is where we talk about some shit that angers us. Alright, I got something to say, Chris. You know what that is? Sorry. I went to this restaurant. I don't know if I should shout out this restaurant. I don't know if I should give them more business. But I went to said restaurant on... Uh, maybe maybe change the... F- maybe rearrange the, f- the the first letters of the names of, of the names of the restaurant. So it's like close enough that someone could probably pick it up. But not close enough that not legally exactly the same for you to get fined. Okay, it's Coil Rainies. Alright, in Scarborough. I went there uh, with the homie Anno. Uh, we went dumb smacked, of course. Uh, we you went what? S- we went dumb smacked, of course. Okay, okay, um, I got you. What uh, time of day? Uh, no, this is night. This is night. This is uh, at least 10, 10 p.m. Okay. Alright, we go, we sit down, I order something like a. A curry, you know, chili, chicken, whatever. Was it like Hakka? Was it like a Hakka Chinese place? Oh, definitely. Okay, okay. Yeah. They had the seafood too, but I don't mess with the seafood because I'm allergic to all seafood. Fair enough. Um, but, so the woman comes, the waitress, she comes and she's like, what do you want to order? I was like, yeah, the chili chicken plate or whatever. And I think she's saying uh, regular or spicy. Oh, so I'm like spicy because I know my heritage. So I'm like spicy. You know your, you know your roots. I know my roots. Also, that's why I draw Honda Civic, Honda Civic Boys 2016, you already know. Um, <clears throat> so, 
I say, yeah, spicy. This is what she says to me. She screams, regular spicy or extra spicy? And I say, whoa, what the fuck? Whoa. How does she say to me? Whoa. Are you like, also tripping at this point? I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, yo, how does she? Like, I could have eaten at home. Same treatment. My mom would have been yelling. But the food would have been free. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, wow, I tipped this woman too. Like, yo, okay, if this bitch is listening, because of course she's listening. She's listening to High Top Flip Flops, the premiere podcast in all of Toronto, especially Scarborough, uh, Ontario. Don't ever do that again. Don't, don't, uh, don't treat me like. Don't uh, antagonize me. Don't antagonize me. Don't patronize me. me. Don't patronize me. Don't belittle me. Yeah. But it's also because, you know, I know how it is. You know, I worked in customer service. Yeah, tell them, where is your first customer service experience? As like an employee doing customer service, not at the receiving end. Was it McDonald's? Ooh, I, I don't know if you could, oh. I mean, was it McDonald's? I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't shout out all the places I work because, uh, you know, you never know how it's going to turn out. That's right. But, you know, McDonald's out there. But, yeah, it was McDonald's. What about you? My first customer service experience was... Uh, like legal, like when I say legal, sorry, I just mean like actually getting paid to do it was uh, was actually at my school at uh, Trent University. Uh, my second year, I was a telephone raiser. So like, you know the people who like call you once you graduated looking for money? Yeah. I was one of those guys. Oh, sick. Um, it was ass. It was super ass. Especially because uh, like February, January, February is like the worst time because everyone has... You like maxed out the credit cards on Christmas, so that when you call in January, February, everyone's angry about their credit cards. And then because people don't know how to vent their frustrations, they don't know themselves to mm. know enough not to vent your frustrations on some anonymous second-year kid just trying to make minimum wage at 9 p.m. So you get murked. Murked. And at this point. I hadn't internalized that I was just a voice, you know? So I took it like a I took it like a personal attack. Even though it was on the phone. So like you know, like I mean working you worked at when you worked at McDonalds, <laughs> wherever you're working sorry, I'm gonna just say it at this point. You but wherever you're working it's like if someone was gonna spaz at you it was like to your face, you know? Yeah. So like you caught that even harder. So I mean shout out to you for working at McDonalds, you know? But yeah, that was my first experience, and I offed it in like a year. Oh, that's it was just it's just bad. I mean, I'll tell you this: I basically got called in at the end of February by maybe the like supervisor, and she's like, "Oh, we look at your numbers here. Like, we haven't got too many, uh, too many like you know donations from your end." Like, basically, she just hit me with like the last thing I wanted to hear, and she was like, "She's like, you know, from now on, if like if the alumni say no." Just like ask them why. Whoa. And I was just like, man, that's just deep water. That's just deep water. Happy. Pardon me? That's how you make people happy. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know, you just leave them be when they say no the first time. It's like, damn. Especially because I've been in their shoes before. It's mm. just like, damn, you just don't want to go into it, you know? But, anyways, I was like, shit, these guys are monitoring me. Gotta up my game here. So. I get this one guy, and uh, he's like a physics PhD, so uh, so I start chatting with him. I mean, I studied math at Trent, so I was like, 
okay, I can try and have something come with this guy. He's basically flaming me because he's asking me about all these like these like abstract physics theories. And I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't know. Tell me more. And he's just like, oh, you should know. I was like, mm-hmm. dog, like, this is my second university. Anyways, I obviously was just like playing it cool. I'm like, this guy sounds like he's got money. Might be able to cop something nice from this guy. Cop it. 35 minutes later, this guy's like, yeah, I donate every year. And uh, I'd love to put down another donation this year. Uh, you could put me down for uh, $6,000. I was just like, is that on credit, sir? He's like, yeah, fam. Did it mm-hmm. up. I literally stood up and shmoney danced around the room for like at least 30 seconds before my supervisor came and was like oh that was that was popping then right yeah late no this is a yeah second year probably yeah it would have been early 2015 yeah Mm, free bobby smurder though free free everyone man free free them all i mean freddie gibbs just got out of jail too okay free him first of all he's actually uh great at rapping you know shout out to him yeah uh, free him immediately so we can get that, uh, what was that? Pinata 2? Pinata 2. I need, I need that, yeah. Shout out Madlib. Yeah. The GOAT. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are you bumping right now? What am I bumping right now? We were talking about this a little bit earlier. Right now, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the local, the local scene. Not even, I shouldn't even say local. I'm feeling the, like, the Canadian scene right now. Just like, just like all, all across the board, like all genres. Like, Toronto clearly the most saturated right now. Um, I've been I've been like talking about these guys forever. Like Matt Liam, shout out the boys who I did the radio show with during the year. These guys got fed up with me because all we talk about was Jazz Cartier, River so, Tiber. Oh, Jazz, yeah. But like River Tiber right now, new album just great. dropped. St- it's stupendous, man. We're gonna mm-hmm. get him on the show. Oh, for real? Eh? I I want to. I yeah. mean, I don't know how plausible that is, mm. but shout out River if you're listening, man. We're also, uh, by, uh, if you're tuning in right now, the, on the third episode, all of OVO will actually be here. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shout out Drake for hooking us up with these mics, too. Like, yeah, yeah. put us on. We're, we're both rocking uh, OVO, uh, OVO Jordans right now. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the super comfy. One, right? the, the, the white ones, the st- right? Uh, <laughs> the Stingrays. Ooh. That's what they're, that's what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. Sting. The Sting. Stingray. Twelve or twelves. Mm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. They, they only. They, everyone wears them in size twelve too, right? Like that's the. That's the street thing. Oh, that's true. That's true. I only. I'm a size nine, but I wear. I'm wearing the twelves right now. Yeah. I'm wearing yeah, size twelves 12. on twelves. Sting. Stingrays. Yeah. So yeah. peace to uh peace to Ovio. Street. Uh, I mean. I mean, we like to get Magus on here. Like clearly, we're just. We're just. As you said, we're just gobsmacking right now. We're just shooting the ship, but we're just excited to be doing the show, man. Yeah, this is just the introduction. Yeah. You've wanted to do this for a little while, too, haven't you? I have, you know. Yeah. I have, because I always wanted to uh, get something out there. Yeah. I wanted it to have that stamp, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like uh, you've had any other kind of outlet to uh, to kind of express yourself? Do you feel like there's been like another medium through like art? Or, uh, what, what are you in school for? Tell the people what you've been in school for. What you've been studying. I've been, uh, in school for a business. I don't study business, but I'm in school for business. Fair enough. Um, I have no clue. Uh, it's education. Uh, some, some say I wasted my money. Some say I use my money for good. Um, I say shut up. Um, listen to me. I'm the one that 
made this decision. Um, I'm going to do what I want to do after. Uh, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, course, I mean, you know, lots of opportunity. It's all of up course, to me. Man. It's all on me. I'm not blaming anyone on this. You know, mm-hmm. if I don't get a, a job, it's all on me. I'm going to create that job. Because uh, No Bosses 2017 is how we come in this time. Yeah, straight up. Should have been No Bosses 2014, but, you know, yeah. we're still growing. We're still learning. I uh, very briefly chatted with Nivek here about uh, how I felt post-graduation. Similar similar kind of thoughts. It's like, damn, waste my money doing this. Was I really studying the math? You know, what was going on? Do I kind of deserve this thing, you know? And that's like a tricky place to be. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who, you know, for example, or maybe are the first in their family to be going to university or like, you know, come from a household with super high expectations high societal standards from like your extended family whatever it is how many like i can think of bare people who probably just went to university because they thought it was what you needed to do post high school you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's like that's the scary part to me because it's just like you're not even thinking like you're just on autopilot it's just like oh i'm gonna sign up for something oh, i was good in it in high school kind of deal you know but like i guess there's like yeah i'm pretty lucky to have like good people around to have at least kind of reaffirmed that like even if on like an academic level you maybe didn't mesh or you chose to pursue like a minimum four years of a degree that you know it wasn't something that you wanted to pursue mm. you know as like a career opportunity like that's still four years of your life in like a different landscape like pose a different challenges whether it be academic socially mentally emotionally that's still like just like four years of development that kind of take place in your life. You know what I mean? So, one way or another, whether the uh, whether the academic part doesn't kind of follow through, there's just like so much, so many other things you experience that you know. It's just like four more years of life that like you've done with this addition of university that's kind of been there, right? Mm. Um, and like, yeah, I mean. I can't, I, I like, I refuse to believe that, like, I didn't take away anything from going to Trent, you know what I mean? Like, lots of super great people that I met, and, like, also just, like, lots of good things that I kind of learned from, like, a liberal arts, or, like, a primarily liberal arts university with just, like, a lot of critical thinkers and, like, a lot of big programs that kind of, kind of, you know, evoke you to think about things that you maybe wouldn't. You know, or I maybe wouldn't have if I went to like a, a master school for math. You know, so yeah, shout out Trent University. Yeah, shout out to Trent real quick. Um, yeah, it's weird. We're in a time where so many people are lost. You know, so many people don't yeah. like have no idea. You know, I think on top of being lost too, it's just like I think we've uh, this like this idea of like settling or like committing. Oh man, is like super freaky. You know, and like. I, I can't blame anyone for feeling that way because we also like are birthed from like a generation of people that have like one of the highest like divorce rates you know mm-hmm. and like at like a base level I think it's just like in your own like household you know like seeing this bond between two people that's supposed to be like so strong and like such a core element of your life that's just like you know how many like you think about how many people actually settle for divorces and like legally split and then how many households are just like broken because you know 
they don't want to make that step, right? So it's like, you know, by the time you're like 20, you start thinking about these things, right? Like one, yeah. that's like potentially going to disrupt the way you hold relationships with anybody. But two, like, that's just like a core way of thinking. It's just like, yo, like things might not work out. Like what if it doesn't work out? Just like this hesitancy that can like translate into the job that you do, you know, you go to school, like so many things. And then you add on like, if it's like a societal pressure, like, how many South Asian communities we know were like the standards, right? Like whatever it is, if it's the lawyer, the doctor, the accountant, the CPA, the anyone who's making more than 80K a year with benefits, hmm. you know, it's like, of course we're going to be lost. It's just like, like so many of these factors just like weigh into it. And it's like when the community you're surrounded by is either completely different and you feel like isolated or everyone in your general space is feeling that way right like like i think both of us grew up in like relatively different kind of communities like like if you were to scale up how many like tamil communities or like tamil like families were kind of like in your surrounding area versus other ethnicities or other kind of like cultural groups what would you say that like ratio or that like percentage was oh man i grew up in scarborough yeah. So it was pretty much, uh, I'd say a good uh, 80%, not nah, I'd say 80 is too high. I'll say uh, like 70. 70%. Even 70 is too high, but uh, a lot of town people, which I'm not angry at, mm-hmm. you know. Of course. Um, I love town people. I love your uh, samosas. Very delicious. Um, I mean, but it's, it's, it's like, yeah, if, it, if it's just where you grow up too, right? It's just like something as a child, you're mm. probably not going to reject and more so just like grow accustomed to as well, right? Um, what about where you grew up? I like I grew up in Durham, like Ajax wow. and then Pickering, you know. So there is like a there is like a Tamil community, but I think I grew up in a in like a school where like there's probably maybe like three other Tamil kids, three other like kids from like India or Pakistan, Afghanistan, and even from like the Middle East. And then it was like a mix of like of like black kids, a lot of white kids. Um, but like that mixed bag still kind of put me in uh you know in retrospect oh like a weird place right you come from like uh you come from like a home world or like your private sphere your public sphere kind of deal right where you're stuck in between these like two cultures where like you don't want to bring curry to school or like you know you don't want to go to school with like over your forehead oh, did you, you have that did i wear thirner um, or like did you have that fear of uh um i would more often than not like i'd like probably one time someone just asked me what it was and they weren't like making fun of it or anything they just asked me what it was and i was like oh shit they noticed and just like smudged it off kind of deal you know um just because it's like it's apparent to you that it is different it's it's, the, it's other you know um so i think also you know like yeah spending a lot of my formative years not closely attached to the Tamil culture, you know, is, like, why I struggle to, like, speak the language now, you know, or, like, am kind of doing Ooh, my catch-up now, you know? Um, but, like, yeah, like, when you grew up, like, were all the kids speaking Tamil too? Did you feel like most of them were, like, integrating themselves into a different culture? Like, I mean, yeah, we kind of differ in that regard, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, because I was never afraid to bring roti and, like, curry. Yeah. For lunch, I would whip it out anytime, mainly because at all levels of schooling, it was like you know, like uh, 
60% brown, 40% Asian, mm. or like 40, and then like 58% brown, there's like another 2% for like other. Yeah. And other was like white, you know? Other was white Fair and, and yeah. even black, you know? That's a wild yeah. to even say that, but. Uh, and it was, and that's why I felt comfortable. Even though I didn't, I don't, I barely speak Tamil to be honest. Yeah, I barely speak. What yet. do you speak at home with your parents? Do your parents Ooh. speak to you in Tamil? My parents speak Tamil, and I speak English, which is very bad. You know, I I want to now. I'm I'm realizing like I need to learn to speak Tamil mm. properly because, um, so I can talk to obviously the relatives, but also um, car mechanics. You know, they're all all. Let's be honest, all the. All the good ones are brown, yeah. uh, or not good ones. I don't say good ones, but the ones that will help you out. Okay, you know, and <laughs> help you out in what way? Like deals? Deals, and I feel uncomfortable. They'll be like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say in Tamil, <laughs> but <laughs> they'll be like, it? in English, they'll be like, hey, brother, how can I help you? And I'll be like, oh, uh, can you do this? Uh, can you open up and check me? Let me know the why the, the, the carburetor yeah. or whatever. And they'll be like, Tamil Jason. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Speak the, Tamil, yeah, of I'm course, like, of course. Oh, man, I feel Keep weird calling now. Keep calling Dummy Day, Dummy. Yeah, dummy. exactly. I feel yeah. so uncomfortable, <laughs> but I have to. Yeah, I have to learn. I, I have to adjust to them sometimes. For sure, I don't blame them for that. As that's well. a, that's the tricky thing, right? It's like that's what we have to think about. Is like, damn, like when like our parents are like probably our age, they like ship themselves either from Sri Lanka or from like England. I feel like it was a popular spot for a lot of Tamils seeking asylum. Um from the civil war and then moving to canada then trying to figure it out from there you know what i mean like like you hear like i mean like there's enough literature on it now of like second generation you know americans or canadians or whatever it is who write about like language just being like the last you know last kind of thing to hold on to language i feel like food mm. um are just like two things that you could kind of hold on to you know like i was thinking about food it like, exactly food is huge food is massive right and it's like I, I was thinking about it the other day it's like damn like i'm trying to do this cooking thing but like like at any like who knows really like at what point like you know i won't have my mom around to like show me when i'm like ready or whatever it is or like when i choose to show interest how to like make roti properly or like how to make these like curries that are like staples like she very recently told me about this like one particular kind of roti that's like that's like recipe is from a particular like subsection of a neighborhood in Jaffa. Really? So it's like, so it's not even like the whole like province. It's just like one like village mm. in the province. You know what I mean? That's just like being handed down to substream people like that. Like that shit is so cool. It's yeah. like, you know, sure. Like, you know, there's so many variations of Rupti, but it's just like this one way to make it, you know? I, yeah. It's just small things like that. It's just like, is kind of a preservation it is like something to hold on to because like as as integrated as we find ourselves into canadian culture you know and like as all the privileges that we are kind of you know all the privileges that we have as a canadian citizens like we'll forever be there but you know at like a base level it's just like we will still be we will still be seen as like we will still be noticed as a Canadian, like behind being Tamil. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and like perhaps that's, I that, maybe that's just the way I'm looking at it, just due to the color of our skin, um, or or just the fact that like you know we're not white or we're, or we're not like the standard, you know. And like in a way, that's like something that I'm willing to like embrace as as much as I like 
understand that there may become like like I've already been stopped at the border once and like mm. held you know it's like that's something I've internalized you know what I mean but it's also fucking like we can't do shit about it yeah like and that's okay you it's, know yeah it's like being uh stopped uh by the cops while walking on the sidewalk alone Man. at 9pm you know exactly which uh I know a lot of people like I've had it obviously but I know people have had it much worse than yeah. that than just uh getting ID'd yeah you know just getting carded actually exactly it's terrible by the way how happy were you when Master of None came out Aziz man yeah I know a lot of people don't feel Aziz um but yeah I guess maybe maybe due to the fact that I mean like Mindy Kaling was has been in the game as long as him but perhaps due to the fact that he's just like a he stands out as like an anomaly in like Hollywood or like the world yeah. of like you know popular like media popular shows where he's like the short kind of like high-pitched like tamil dude who's like yeah who's like bringing up issues like bringing up like regular issues for like 20 something mm-hmm. year olds but also you know talking about issues of like where he's from you know i actually read this really cool article well it was an article that like really made me think about how like in one episode uh someone broke down how uh aziz was essentially um like suppressing he was suppressing or just kind of like these like small microaggressions that he was putting forth to his uh his one female black friend i can't remember her name really eh? yeah i and remember i liked it yeah so it was this one particular episode where aziz is complaining about how there's no like brown heroes or like brown figures mm. in this kind of like mass media type deal um and how um if there is one like even like a star in like bollywood in like a hollywood movie will just be like a stereotypical cab driver or like a small small cameo like that kind of deal you know and um his friend brings up like i think she talks about how like um she agrees or she empathizes with that feeling the same way and like there's how many cases of just like you know like the stereotypical dark dark skinned black woman just being like you know put into this corner of just like oh being abrasive Mm. you know being loud being angry um but one of the things that someone pointed out is like even in the show is like immediately while she reciprocated or like empathized with that fact aziz just like immediately kind of shut her down by being like nah it's not the same thing you have beyonce and just like jumping back into that um and like his friends just kind of like true you know uh, and then just kind of keeps moving forward but someone was like at like a core level you know when you look at it from like a out from from like a critical point of view it's just like even something like that i mean we were talking about this earlier it's like when you're having a conversation with someone right it's like of course like everyone has an agenda that they want to talk about right but it doesn't become a conversation unless it's a two-way street and you choose to internalize what someone else is saying and especially on an issue like that it's it's you know just like based on numbers you know how many cases of this happening of this like ostracization of blacks in america how often it happens you know to be so to have been so dismissive is almost just like what i guess this article was pointing out is that is just adding to to the problem you know it's just like as another minority group it's just like you it's like perpetuating this just like kind of yeah this like dismissive behavior of just like being like brushing it aside and just like pushing on another agenda you know like straight up like i think i know 
I think, obviously I'm not going to name any, but I could count like five Tamil or Andor South Asian people that are just like extremely racist towards like certain other minority groups. People, people you know? People that I know, like relatives even, mm. which like blows my mind. And like, again, it's like the same thing where, you know, like, of course, like, you know, these like uncles will like will like make these comments maybe when they're like two or three drinks deep but like that doesn't change anything it's just like these thoughts are still theirs you know these opinions are still theirs and they choose to voice them when they like have the courage to do so or whatever you know but like i don't know that that's like a that's like something that's always kind of gone over my head you know it's just like how as a minority group could could like you know could you be so like fooled into like buying into like a stereotype that's like so evidently created by like a a higher power right that's the thing that blows my mind i don't know like do you do you know anyone like is there anyone in your like extended family or even just like friend groups of like i feel like homophobia is like a big deal in south asian communities like Tamil communities for sure oh 100 percent. i mean uh so many people can't accept it and uh but it doesn't affect you why are you so worried but it still somehow gets into your head i mean let these people be live let them uh, just be themselves um i've never i mean from time to time you hear of like the the regular brown dude or just guy in general or even girl you know that just like uh, you know they'll say like oh it's gay mm. and uh or uh what was it no homo okay first of all yeah. stop with the no homo man cut it out man like it's just lame man like uh like like you don't have to protect yourself yeah like if you uh if you have sex with girls you don't have to say uh no homo when something kind of you know if yeah. you think it's kind of gay comes you, up. oh if you feel like saying you know like man like tax stone man shout out tax stone Shout tax because he's a legendary podcaster and right. he's also brought this up before too and you just kind of says just like man like there's just like this need to like self-validate or validate mm. to the other person you know but it's like as long as like you know if you've internalized where your sexual orientation you know or what your sexual orientation is it's just like just saying something like that is like yeah it's just destructive you know or like it's just because it's, they're not comfortable with themselves you know they're just you're just not comfortable so you need to uh, always protect yourself every single time you say something you know so stop Mm. the no homo i mean like come on man it's lame it's dumb let's move on yeah but also real quick on the uh the whole aziz and uh, yeah sorry i got a little sidetracked yeah (laughs) yeah that's good that's good we're we're making moves we're uh we're really talking about some shit right now but uh Something that is super annoying me. Big Bang Theory, right? Uh, we all know... I'm forgetting the dude's name. I know his character name. It's Raj. Like, come on. We can do so much better. I know, like, obviously a white writer wrote that bit for him. Wrote yeah. that character for him. For sure, thought, Oh, this is so funny. This is genius. Is that even his accent? No, actually, I think he's he is Indian. He is, okay, he is okay, Indian. Okay. But, like, Raj, he can't speak to girls... Um, obviously he's super smart, which is cool, but he freezes up every time a girl walks in, and then he's so stereotypical to the max, like, yeah. come on, relax. That's why I loved Master of None. We got yeah. this, we got a regular take, but before Master of None, obviously we had, uh, 
Mindy Kaling, who yeah. was just a, she's not, she wasn't even seen as a brown person, a brown like she wasn't addressed as a brown yeah. character in the office. She's yeah, just a regular right. regular person. Same thing with uh, when Aziz was Tom Haverford on Parks and Rec. Oh man, he was his name is Tom. <laughs> Legendary man. That was when I heard Tom, I was like, wait, he's not Raj. He's <laughs> not. He's not Sanjeev. Yeah, he's not Sanjeev. That's that's fantastic. And then Master of None was a huge step because there's so many relatable bits to yeah. me. Um, like with his father, you know, those long nights and yeah. like the long ass work that, and just dealing with like his father had to deal with all the other um, white employees who yeah. put him down. And uh, even, you know, when you grow up, you, your dad will ask you, hey, can you help me with this iPad? Or your mom will be like, uh, uh, what is Chrome? What is Google Chrome? Google You'll Google. be like, oh, mom, whatever. Yeah. Come on. This is like 20, 2016. Yeah. But then you remember that your mom taught you how to poop out of your butthole. Yeah. She also taught you how to use a spoon. She taught you how to feed yourself. <laughs> your mom taught you how to feed your- Take Take the five minutes. Teach your mom how to use Google.com. And then uh, you'll both be happy. Yeah. Seriously, because you'll never know. Think of it this way. If you're still in school and you one time, you know, forget to print out an essay before you got to bring that into class and you got to get someone at home to send that to you one time. Yeah, like for y'all entertainment, those uh, those guys from Brampton, they made this one hilarious video. um, And it was like it was just like Jamaican parents. They all happen to be (laughs) of Jamaican descent. And. Yeah, they're just like, oh, it was the video about, like, uh, Jamaican parents not knowing how to use technology. And it was just, like, one of the uh, one of the writers, Duran, he's just, like, he's talking to his aunt over the phone. And he's just like, auntie, like, I need you to, <laughs> I need you to send me this thing. Oh, man, it's hilarious. But it's a problem. It's an ec- epidemic, man. Help yourselves. Help them help you. You know? Mm, yeah. It's easy, man. Like, everyone in my family has an iPhone now. Like, that's crazy. Really? That's wild. Uh, I mean, shout out Rogers. Man, we're doing a lot of promo for these companies, man. Rogers, come on. Toss us a sponsorship. All we ask for is uh, two free iPhone 6S Pluses. 6S Plus. Where you cover our share everything plans. That's uh, 30 gigs of data that we'll share between the two of us. You cover our bills for about two years, and we'll be good. That's that's all we're asking, right? That's all, that's all it is. We'll show you out every 30 seconds. We'll find a way. You know, like, will you make sure to do it? Yeah, I mean, we're currently on Roger Ignite Internet in this home in yeah, uh, Ajax that seems to be working at a, a top speed. Lightning and speed. we're having lightning speed. We're having zero trouble of using that internet. Yeah. And a little later, I might actually use my uh, Roger's home phone and make a call and call my uh, call my aunt. Make sure To make sure that the, her uh, Roger's uh, her uh, security, you know, her home security system is, is in check, right? Yeah, of course. So, Easy, uh, so yeah, uh, Rogers, if you want to toss us that check. Yeah, man. Um, you can follow me on my Hotmail at uh, nivekahotmail.com. Do, do, you, do you actually own that email address? I do. Really? <laughs> man, that is a sought-after email, just your n- first name. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's hectic, man. Uh, good that you bring that up, because back in the, I think it was around 4th or 5th grade, we were just signing our emails. MSN? MS, oh, MSN, that, that goes deep. Uh, but before we get into MSN, um, back when people were choosing email addresses, aka Lil Lankin Shoddy or Lankin Soldier, I wasn't there yet. I wasn't mentally. I wasn't at that Lankin Soldier part. So I just like you know, I'll just put my regular first name. Uh, nobody in the world is named Vake. I got it quickly, right? 
it's true. My apologies to um, the next Navek who's probably going to come in like 20 years or something. Maybe. He'll, he'll probably have to be, be Navek 1. Navek 1. You have to take that L of Navek 1, Navek 2. Yeah, exactly. You'll never be the OG. That's special, man. Even I'm Krishan 25. Like really? I'm the 25th one. I was taken already. Yeah, yeah man. I mm. thought there's, I mean, like, I've probably met, I've met one Krish in my life. He's from Bahamas, actually. His name's Krishan. Ooh. Yeah, he's a sneakerhead, too. I helped move him in when I helped out with, like, orientation weeks at school. He's a cool guy, mm. man. Oh, he's a sneakerhead, too? Pardon me? He's a sneakerhead? Yeah, he's a sneakerhead, man. He had a huge, huge Jordan collection. Like, really? one, he, had, he brought three suitcases. One of them full of clothes. One of them full of, like, covers and, like, pillows for his bed. And the third one was just full of sneakers. And mm. this is, like, a, like, a... Like a like the largest, like imaginable suitcase size, like all of them, all of them, man. It was crazy. I just had an idea. So, you know, the show name is called High Top Flip Flops. Let's do a flip flop collab with like first Bata Bata slippers, man. Bata Bata. If you're listening, of course you are. Hit us up. Yes, we just gave out our emails. Hit us up. Also, Adidas, um, you want to do that Palace collab? You know, they don't do flip-flops, but... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can make anything happen at this point. Like, mm. young creatives right here, man. Like, like, I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to stunt, but like... Don't stunt on them real quick. Stunt on them real quick, Chris. <sighs> stunt on them real quick. Y'all ever, uh... Y'all ever heard of uh, Michelangelo? You ever heard of Michelangelo? Do you even know? Do you even know? I don't think they know, man. We birthed Michelangelo. Popped him out. Poop. (laughs) That was us, man. We we birthed Michelangelo. So, uh, Bata, Adidas, Palace, uh, Degree Deodorant, um... Also, a degree deodorant, yeah, that's tight. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be the, the dry spray, right? Yeah, only against the, the against the skin, man. Yeah, we only like the dry spray because you know us, you know my skin tone. Um, if I use the regular roll-on, the white gets on my skin. That goes on my t-shirts. I gotta wash my t-shirts again, you know. So I just toss on the dry spray. Shout out to Dove, and then I'm good. I smell all right, and then uh, I feel fresh and clean. The remainder of the day. They say 48 hours. Of course, it's not 48. It's like, That's a lot. It's like six hours. It's like six hours straight up. But as long as you're not like running ball or like working <laughs> out or like playing soccer or something, you're all right. You're all right. Do you ever hit any of these companies up on Twitter? You ever just like ask for free stuff? I hit up. Or oh, I said something about Pizza Pops. I tweeted uh, <coughs> something about how I'm um, eating Pizza Pops. So I'm like 80 or something. And pizza <laughs> Pops hit me up. They're like never change or something like that. Really? And then I hit him up. I was like, yo, let's work on something. And you know what they did? Nothing. Pizza Pops, don't play yourself. Please, you can contact me. Uh, what's the Twitter? The yeah, what, is, what, is, what is your Twitter handle, man? Let these people know. Uh, the Navek Suku. Okay. Uh, what's your Twitter? My Twitter is uh, Krish, not Chris. It's like Krish, a, not Chris. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. That's just like a common, uh, very recently changed it to that because I feel like feel like that's like a, a micro dilemma i've dealt with since uh since i was birthed into this world you know in the the suburbs of southern ontario oh but, really uh, 
yeah i mean it's like chris just like sounds too strange you know so they got to double check they're like oh chris mm. oh, man. it's not chris. add the h man add the h always add the h but um i kind of like twitter because you know i get to say some reckless stuff yeah i was i was gonna ask like because something that like you know is like a is like an issue nowadays like you know something that i am even struggling with now is like you know your your digital identity right like mm. you have all these platforms like how, do you feel like your digital identity differs from you know your your physical your like your identity outside of the digital world um is that is that a trippy question that's a good question okay because now like whenever i tweet something i always think like if i'm going for a job or something they're gonna google me and look at my twitter but if you google my name you can't find my twitter which is kind of cool but mm. but i like to be open on twitter i like to just say things which is cool i like that that um that pathway to just say anything i want but at the same time i can't say anything i want never say everything that's on your mind like sometimes i'm at work and i'm thinking like i, I think of some tweets you know which i always forget but sometimes i think of like bad tweets that are like sometimes only funny to me like i'll be like if I have a daughter with a fat ass, I'll put her up for adoption. But then I'll be like, no, don't tweet that. But I wouldn't do that. All right. First of all, if I had a daughter, I would not do that. I was kidding. It's not real. I'll probably get like, uh, out of all the fans, I'll probably uh, get some hater fans out of that. No, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I did not tweet that out. I don't believe that. Because that's a lot of it, funny. because you have a filter and that's what makes you a decent human being. Yeah, I do have a filter. That's kind of good. And, like, we also have filters. And, like, you know, chances are, if you are in, like, a small group with your friends, like, something awful like that might come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, yes, you have a filter. Even in the digital world. Lots of people feel like the digital sphere is, like, a place where they can take off their filter, you know? Mm. And that's, like, that's when things go wrong. That's when, like, like, that's when you get, like, if you're if you're someone who's like being watched or followed by a lot of people, like shout out Azealia Banks. That's when like you get Ooh. canceled from shows, you know? Oh, like, that's too much. Yeah. Like I won't get too that's into too it. Much. But, but you know what I mean? Like mm. that's just like it's a realm where like you gotta know that like unless you can properly properly articulate yourselves. And that's why as a platform, a very good friend of mine, shout out Andrew Tan, has brought this up before, is like not even 140 words, man. You have 140 characters, characters to try and say what you're trying to say. And, like, now, it, like, people just cheat the system by, like, you know, chaining these tweets together. But it's like, okay, this is clearly going opposite to what the platform is made for, which is just, like, brief statements of, like, what you're doing in the day or whatever it is, right? So, like, of course someone's going to misinterpret what you have to say. You know what I mean? Or, like, more importantly, you're going to have to explain yourself. Or whatever it is but that's just like when you go down like a deep dark hole because unless you're ready to defend yourself against you know however many people are following you i've probably got like 40 shout out all the followers shout out all the followers real quick um what's the last thing you tweeted do you remember uh yeah i actually do i said um if you purchase the longboard you probably regained your virginity <laughs> um that's because I have a strong opinion on longboards. I really like skateboards. Mm. I love skateboarding. I mean, I'm not a very good skateboarder. I can just cruise. I always wanted to get back to it. Uh, I'm trying to actually purchase a skateboard. I'll get back into skateboarding. Maybe yeah. one day do um, a double ollie flip uh, times three. Times three. <laughs> um, but I always see these longboards. I just hate the shape of them. 
like come on man what are you trying to you can't do much you just go yeah um all you can do is coast yeah pretty much yeah it's a little too big yeah i agree um it's cool because you can go fast on them but you can you can there's a cheat code for skateboards to make them go just as fast you put these things on called film wheels or filmer wheels really? which are basically bigger wheels kind of like uh kind of like the wheels on longboards but mm. you just put them onto a skateboard and they're called filmer wheels because usually when people are like filming skate videos the filmers will wear those ones just because they're thicker wheels and they can ride over like rubble and stuff better so that with like one or two pushes they can glide for longer and they can just focus all their energy into just like keeping this camera steady while like one or two pushes will just have like a smooth ride for them so you know if you're just trying to coast on a skateboard you could very easily just put those wheels on and like you'd be proper oh that's cool yeah did you grow up around like a lot of kids skating i grew up around zero kids skating really um i was actually i started uh dabbling into skating when i was maybe like 17 okay and i was the only one skating around because nobody like that's not anything yeah. in uh in, well in scarborough i guess there are probably a lot of areas in scarborough where skating is huge but i don't know about that where i was from you know nobody skated yeah you know but mm. uh what about you that was a, that was a very big part of like my like really? a, the ages between like 12 and like 16 for me um i i tried it and i was super ass like i could like i practiced ollieing in my basement for like three months over really? like the winter too so like i wasn't even like i was just trying to do it stationary man just like watching the tony hawk tutorials on youtube like just trying to get this damn ollie down and i got it and then i'm like all right it's springtime oh, take this out to the street let me try this and i just like couldn't commit to doing it while rolling mm. it's just like man i couldn't figure it out but I was surrounded by a lot of people who skated, a lot of people that I, that I became friends with. Um, and just like, I don't know, as, a, as like a culture was something that I just thought was so cool, you know? I think it was why I was attracted to it was mainly just due to this kind of like, it's like small bit of anarchy that kind of came along with it, you know? Yeah. Going, like finding spots that, you know, you're not supposed to be at or just like... <laughs> You know, these kids, like, coming home at, like, 9 p.m. on, like, a Monday night, not doing any homework and just, like, skating. Like, this was just the complete opposite of what I was doing, you know? Like, I would do, like, a ex two or th like two extracurriculars after school, yeah. come home at, like, 5, finish all my homework, like, like finish all my homework in, like, an hour, eat dinner, then, like, maybe, like hit the MSN game one time. Hit the MSN. And then, and then go to bed, you know? And, like, I think... To me, I just, like, romanticize this idea of just kind of, like, ha something happening in, like, the periphery that I get to, like, peer into every once in a while. And that's where I learned about, you know, shit like film reels or just, like, I got so deep into, like, all the different brands. And that's actually, I think, where my, uh, where my interest for, like, sneakers came about. With really? just skate shoes yeah. and signature skate shoes. Just because, like, back in high school, it's all about the colorways. So it was less about, like, now, like, all you hear with these fucking, like, streetwear bastards is just, like, man, like, best silhouette of the year, like, best shades, like, blah, blah, blah. Silhouette is, like, a word that's just tossed around. And, like, yes, I get it. It's, it's, it's a, you know, a, a word that's commonly used, especially for shoes, for any kind of clothing. You know what I mean? Mm. But obviously when you're younger, like, that's not the first word that's going to come to mind, you know? You look at the shape of the shoe. You think about what kind of shoe you like. And more importantly, like, back in the day, it was just, like, the, 
the colors you got going on you know what i mean like if i had more colors like more vibrant colors more unique colors it was just popping and like i think the first pair of skate shoes that i saved up for were just like a really really simple pair of like black dc shoes like oh, i can't i can't DC, believe i own dc they're just like oh. mad chunky did you get those as osiris i got i never okay i never got osiris oh. because like although i fuck with the colors osiris were just like too too gunky you know what i mean like these ones were like they were like rubber soles like gum soles too which i which i like had a lot more respect for when i was a kid and then i fell off it and then i'm starting to respect a little bit more don't know if i feel don't know if i really like the new yeezys with the gum soles oh yeah i don't know they they kind of look a little weird maybe i just grew too accustomed to the white sole that's also mm. like you know a silhouette like the standard just like you know gray black or like any kind of like like earth tone plus gray black even white and then just like a straight white kind of outsole is like i don't know i feel like the popular kind of thing to rock right now what's but, your favorite skate shoe like of all time oh man of all time man that's that's tricky question man straight up there's like there's one pair like my the favorite pair that i ever owned or the favorite like just like the pair that like i've looked and seen that was just like my absolute favorite you're just your absolute favorite man there's too many there's straight up too many but like as a kid growing up there's three of them that that just like i like i would just like look up pictures of all the time one pair i actually saved up for and got which is pretty sweet but first one is uh is the buzanitz the adidas buzanitz one it's like it's basically what he did was like he took like the, the adidas samba soccer shoe yeah, yeah and just like that i mean that's just an iconic shoe you know what i mean it's just like you just know what it is when you look at it with the extended tongue because it's like i guess the adidas sambas had the tongue the extended tongue that's folded over and like he rocked it straight up mm. and that's just like that's just like a classic adidas shoe that became a skate shoe you know what i mean um so that one for sure and i think i you know i think that one resonated with me just because of soccer being like a big part of my life too you know um the second one were the i think they were es um jerry sue's they were purple they were like mid they weren't too high they were like right in the middle and uh they just had this like in in gold in like a gold stitching it just had like had his initials on the side it's like super simple mm. but i really fucked with purple shoes when i was when i was younger i don't know what it was like i would never wear a purple shoe on really? like yeah i don't think i'd wear a purple shoe again but really fucked with that one um and then the one that i just thought was just like so crazy and it wasn't even that crazy um was this skater named Mike Mocopaldi, who's probably who's probably the skater that I most enjoy, even now, just like looking back on like a bunch of his like skate edits. Um, his shoe company is Lakai, which yeah, is like a yeah, sweet know, company. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Lakai Mike Mocopaldi, his first shoe, um, his so his shoe sponsor was Lakai, but his deck sponsor was Girl. So to kind of like commemorate the like those being his like two main sponsors. On like the Lakai shoe, which was just like their standard, I think it was called a Lakai Manchester. It was very similar um, outline. It was a little bit wider, but on the tongue, it had like the girl logo is basically the like the women's bathroom sign, like the the, the standard like universal uh, like women's bathroom sign. Yeah, and it was that on the tongue, but it was like upside down and it was um, it was in like bright pink right on the tongue. 
Nice. And like, yeah, it just had like black laces too. Or I would put the black laces on just because you could kind of see the like this like really hot pink underneath mm. it that kind of popped out. And like, yeah, I think just wearing those, I was just like, man, I feel mad nice right now. But it was mainly just be- like, yeah, Mike Mo was just like a cool skater. He's like, when he was like 15, he like broke his wrist doing like trying to like grind on a rail, and he got super scared to like do like. Like jump off of stairs and stuff. So all he did was just in like parking lots with like a cast on. He would just practice like flat ground tricks. So he wouldn't really? like do like big jumps or like grind rails and stuff. He just practiced the like main tricks and like he's just like he just mastered them because of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like I won't get too into it, but it was nasty, man. No, How about you? Growing up, man, did you have like like when wh- at what point? Because I know you like sneakers. At what point did? the sneaker game kind of like speak out to you or what was your kind of like introduction to it oh man I, I gotta be real my my dad actually bought me a pair of these nikes back in like third grade no way super nice i don't remember like i've been searching for them because i never found out the name really um they're like it, it's a basketball well it's like a cross trainer i'll say okay it's uh it's all white but on the side there's like it's like a kind of a high top but on the side it's like uh there's a little bit of there's a big red, like a splash of red, splash. but it's also a very narrow shoe, but it looked so dope back then. I could never find any store after that. I don't know uh, the name, um, but that that's what got got me into shoes. Third grade, man. Um, wow. Yeah. That's mad yeah. early. <laughs> yeah, I know it was. Uh, that's when I sort of liked it. Yeah, and of course. And obviously, I, I, didn't, I didn't get money until, or my own money. Yeah until like years later of course yeah um and then i started messing with adidas my favorite i think my favorite pair of shoes is probably uh the vans old school it's the most reliable it's classic yeah. you know and the thing i love was uh the shoe i love was the golf wing vans collab like i hate myself for not copying that because uh, those colorways were amazing like tyler tyler knows all right tyler just he has an eye for... Yeah, you really fuck with Tyler, huh? I do fuck with Tyler. I gotta be real. Because yeah. um, he accomplished everything that um, people said he, he could never could never do. Yeah, seriously. I mean, like, aside from the music, did you see the fashion show? Yeah, man. The fashion show was sick. Incredible. Like, the guy playing the guitar, I thought that was just like, just like the last, the final touch to just like put that show right over the edge, man. Mm, exactly. And the, they had like the, the ramps and mm. the... The skating in the middle of it, the skits, yeah, that skits, skits as well. It, it, it was just like <laughs> it, it was essentially like going to like a circus. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're going, and you're like you can probably think of like three things. Like you go to a fashion show, you think of like nowadays. I feel like a lot of like big fashion shows, like music, like so having like a musical act come out, especially if like it has ties. Like for example, like you know, Watch the Throne, like Jay Z and Kanye when it was like Paris Fashion Week, like them coming out and performing, you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, if it's Tyler Creator show, like his fashion show, I'm sure he'll come play music. But like, you don't expect the skateboards. You don't expect the live yeah. like guitars. No way in hell you expect the skits, you know? Mm-hmm. Like. Because he knew, he knew um, regular fashion shows are just, the, you know, people just walking up and down to yeah. some bland music. Yeah. He had a lot of color. Yeah. You know, obviously all the fun, and then that's what made all these people come up. The best part, I think, was I saw a meme of YG wearing a bulletproof vest and red Toms. Toms. Um, he was not sitting even, on the side. Not even his Converse. Eh? Yeah, I mean, I was like, yo, shout out. he even like gave it to Toms. Usually, people don't mess with Toms. Yeah. Um, I, I used to mess with Toms back in the day. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. You know. I know Man, you're there. sending like a 
I, was that for real though? Like, were they actually sending shoes to like underprivileged children? You know, I like to believe that. I've never seen, mm. you know, those kids wearing those shoes. Yeah. But I don't think they'd be lying about that, you know. Yeah. I'd be kind of low if they were. That'd be, they probably would be shut down by now. Yeah. But people are still buying Toms. Yeah, that's true. But, I just, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, Toms, man, they got me flustered. Toms, Toms, Toms get you flustered. Toms get a lot of people flustered. I need support you know? on my feet, man. Yes, yeah, I know. But they're, they're kind of comfortable if you're just like, you know, just trying to get the mail. Or if you're driving like all day and you're just trying to grab stuff, errands and stuff like that, you know, slip on the toms. Go easy. Okay, sus or not sus, I would rather just be barefoot. Really, eh? Yeah. Like Ooh. to go outside to like take the trash can, like I'm I'm straight up, like if I don't have shoes on, I'd like, I'd rather just go barefoot than put on like a pair of slippers. Is that weird? Hmm, that's interesting. Because, <laughs> like, most people just need to grab something, you know? Like, I'll grab some, like, random uh, flip flops made of, like, styrofoam yeah. that we have for some reason. I'll just put those on, <laughs> you know? About. We have those that we got maybe, maybe, like, like those cost a dollar, but we got them like, probably six years ago. Investments. They, it was a good investment. They hold through, man, yeah. But uh, something with Tyler, though, um, I used to be mad shy, you know, back in high school. Mm. But it wasn't until I started watching Tyler interviews where he was just himself, you know, all the time. He was always just wilding out, funny, yeah. like with his friends, just like being himself. And then I wanted to be myself too. I wanted to be regular. Yeah. Why didn't... <laughs> that sounded a little weird. Yeah. It's not like I wanted to be regular. I just wanted to be myself. And yeah. I wasn't myself. I was being all quiet and shy when really myself was just, you know, talking... Uh, being loud sometimes, you know, yeah. and that, that made me break out of my shell seeing mm. him do all that, which is why, I, like, I really, I really messed with him. Yeah, at the wow. time. And he did so much, man. He did like, he did the the show, a magazine, cartoon. He's yeah, he does the cartoon on yeah. the app as well. That's like, right. Jeez. You know what? I will say this. I uh, last summer was when I had a bit of a falling out with Tyler. Really? Uh, it's actually because. Uh, I subscribed to the magazine hmm. and I was supposed to get three months. You pay like, you pay like $10 and you get the first three months of magazines. And then from there you keep subscribing if you want to keep getting the magazines. And I was tree planting when it was happening. So every like two or three weeks, like the pre-orders happen in like April and you're supposed to get at the end of April. And in like June, I like call up home. I'm like, Oh, I should have two magazines by now. Like, I was just going to be like, yo, mom, could you like put in my room or whatever? And she's like, yo, nothing's come through. I was like, all right, no big deal. Wait till the end of the month. She's like, nah, nothing's come through. And I checked my I checked my credit card thing, and I'm still getting charged. So I, I immediately, I emailed them back. and like, hey, man, like, uh, just want to know what the deal is. Like, I realize I'm in Canada. Maybe there's been some, like, you know, maybe there's some issues with that. And they, they messaged me back being like, yo, thanks for, like, hanging in. Like, we'll be sending them, like, to you, like, in the next two weeks. Bro, I never got anything, man. Really? Eh? Yeah, I canceled it because I was like, dog, like, I've paid, like, for three months worth of subscription. Sure, it was, like, a total of, like, $16. But I was also like, man, like, mm. where's the advocacy, you know? That's true. I, that, I, like, no, there's, there's, like, I'm obviously just being petty here. Like, I still, there's so much about him that I respect. The fact that he's, what, two years older than us. Not yeah, even, like, dude. Super, super young. And there's, like, one, one thing, I think, 
you know, one thing that he says is just like, of course he knows it, it sounds kind of corny, but like he doesn't care, kind of like what you said, you know? There's genuine kind of just like transparency in like who he is all the time. And like, I, he wrote it somewhere. Uh, it might have been at like in one of the book at your cherry bomb, but it was yeah. just like, find your wings. That was like a big thing that he says, Ooh. you know? And that's just like, I don't know. That's something that like he clearly has done and he advocates for people just like going out and finding their, finding their wings, quote unquote, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I think is, which is probably the one thing that he's done or said that's resonated with me the most. I mean, like definitely growing up, just like the banter, the antics, like maybe again, very similar to this whole skate culture thing, you know, it's just like, I would never find myself with like half my body, like out the window of a car, just like screaming and like shouting obscenities, you know, like as much as I have this like innate desire to like do it, Mm. uh, I, I would just, like, never find myself doing that, you know? Like, A Day in Ladero, that video on YouTube. Oh, that's classic video, Classic, man. man. Like, I, like, man, we're, like, you know, I don't know what our generation is called. Are we Generation Y? Generation something? We're, yeah. we're Generation YouTube, man. Generation YouTube. We it's grew up YouTube. on YouTube, man. So mm. much of what we've learned, like... Pretty much, yeah. P- gotta pay homage to YouTube. Like, yeah. Like, all these podcasts, most of what we do... Like, can you think of what the internet was like pre-YouTube? Pre, like, I like to, I want to think about that, but I never come up with anything. Yeah, it's the hardest thing. Yeah, like, when did you start using YouTube? 2007. Yeah. Low-key, I posted drum covers oh, really? on YouTube. I oh. deleted them all. I was just like, I listened to them like a year later. I was like, wow, these are mega trash. What songs? <laughs> oh, man, I didn't want to disclose that. Ooh, you know, song really? Four Minutes by Madonna and Justin Timberlake. Oh, really? <laughs> I did that. Well, I hit you like that, eh? <laughs> yeah. I got you, okay. Man, I got like 5,000 views. Really? Like, surprising. Oh, you, you just deleted it all, eh? Yeah, I was just like, man, it's just bad. Like, super bad. It's just like mm. super bad covers. Um, yeah. Yes, but with those, I was just like, man, mm. not again. Never again. They'll never be found. But uh, I think there is YouTube footage of me like playing a live show with like a metal band that I used to play with in high school. Honestly. They're on the internet. I refuse to like share with anyone what the title of the videos are. Because mm. it's a pretty, pretty dark time in my life. <laughs> uh, it was like a, it was a community center. And uh, the show was slated as like a Haiti like relief concert. Oh, okay. Um, and about, uh, about 10 people rolled through. And they were just moshing. Moshing in this, like, in, this, like, in this really big uh, community center. So uh, the emptiness was like, was really evident, you know? Mm. But, well, you know. Whatever. I mean, it was our hey, first show. If like, you got people moshing, that's, t- that's it. Yeah. I mean, they were probably gobsmacked, <laughs> as you said. But uh, hey, whatever, man. Yeah, they came through. Uh, I remember that day, man. I went to, uh, I went to a, a 16th birthday party right after the show. Mm great man have some cupcakes oh delicious pizza pizza it was proper man i do have some mixed views about pizza pizza but maybe talk about that one day yeah Yeah. do you think we've uh do you think we've had enough like shout outs to our future sponsors yeah we covered a lot of material i think there's you think there's there's anyone else that you know what how about how about we uh how about we we both say one thing that we want to talk about on one of the future shows hold ourselves hold ourselves to it hmm. may not have to be our next episode but oh i want to 
I want to get more into MSN because I have a lot to say about MSN and what they could have been. MSN could have been great. Like, I'm going to say this right now. I was talking to somebody, but MSN could have been WhatsApp. MSN was WhatsApp. Pretty much. Yeah, it was. The last mobile version of it. Yeah, it was. But WhatsApp figured out, you know, what what do they have over MSN? They have the uh, worldwide... Yeah, it's also accessible as in, like, you can just, like, take a picture and send it to someone instantly, whereas, like, over MSN... The calling. Yeah, calling, yeah. You could do video chat, but that's it. Could yeah. you do audio chat? You can know. do audio, yeah. On MSN, too? No, not on MSN. Oh, on, on WhatsApp. Okay. You know, maybe we could... Maybe we'll try and find someone who's just, like, a who, like, was a deviant on MSN. Just, like, there are people who, who like, who mastered their, like their like dating game through msn oh like you're 100 percent right uh unfortunately i never got there me me neither um but i've heard whatsoever i've heard so many stories so maybe we'll try and find someone bring them on try and tell them their stories because like that also just opens up a a whole different conversation about our generation and the way we interact with each other online offline you know Mm -hmm. that's a big deal but yeah i think uh I think I'm ready to put my high top flip flops on and get out of here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, what we talked about today on the first the pilot episode of High Top Flip Flops. Yeah. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll figure out. Maybe you know we'll set up a maybe we'll set up a Twitter or we'll set up like a, a page or something. You can tell us what we do good, what we do not good, you know. And we'll keep going from there. If you're okay. actually listening, like. Let's get humble for a moment. If you're like one of the like 12 people listening, man, thank you for sitting through this. Like, mad shout out. You're going to be one of a million in the next 15 years. I'm going to give 15 us a, years? I'm going to give us a buffer. All right, that's good. Yeah. I think we can reach in 15 years. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So, shout out to uh, to anyone who's actually listening. Uh, deuces i guess also uh shout out to tasker for the location oh man you know this is a big deal because we didn't have the location this is man tell them the story tell them tell them what our host went through today oh man the the baby scares um this guy this guy thought his wife was going into labor and was at the hospital with his wife all day and it was a false alarm and he still rushed back in time to let us use his basement because the acoustics are better than my basement or in the vague's basement and man he niced us yeah he he really did for us yeah. you know or else, or else you guys wouldn't be getting uh the premiere episode exactly you so wouldn't be getting that. big shout out we'll catch you guys soon i don't want to say next week because i don't know if uh this I, will probably be going up next week yeah, this will probably yeah, this will go out probably next, week. next week. We gotta find a date to put these out too. Yeah, we'll try and get we'll try and get formal with it. But all right, catch you later. Goodbye.